1: Just how concerned should the Cowboys and the Dolphins be about the state of their offensive lines going into Week 16? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked
2: On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every locked day.
1: On. Locked. Locked. Locked, on. locked On Cowboys. Locked on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Prize the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use promo code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. On today's show, we're going to preview the Cowboys Dolphins week 16 matchup on Christmas Eve. We're going to talk about the state of the offensive lines, how to stop Tyreek Hill, and then at the end of the show, we'll give our predictions. But before we start, Landon, just want to hmm. give you a little bit of an update here. Uh, we need the, the Giants to beat the Eagles in week 16 for the cowboys to have a chance of winning the division tried to have some good luck yesterday i ate some cutlets in honor of tommy devito oh. gotta say a uh, uh, big big fan of chicken cutlets i don't I don't know if there's a food i like better than chicken cutlets
0: well it's, it's not really fair that that tommy should like have ownership over chicken cutlets and that we can only eat chicken cutlets in support of Straight him because up. that's too good a meal to to like sacrifice to a uh Middling, uh, uh New York quarterback, middling uh, is very nice. I, I'm being very kind, honestly. I think I'm being very kind to him. Uh, um, so yeah, I think I think that's that's you know, that's fair that that you did that. And I think that's yeah, great. We're trying but, to get but, some
1: good, some good vibes here for our Giants friends. Come on, Patricia, we need your Giants we, we, to win this. We need weekend. your help.
0: We need yeah. your help, please. Thank you.
1: All right, let's talk about the offensive line for the Cowboys and then we'll get to the Dolphins. So mm. as of this recording, uh, Mike McCarthy said Tyron Smith is a little bit behind Zach Martin right now in terms of being mm-hmm. able to play Zach Martin. Uh, excuse me. Tyron did not practice on Wednesday, did not practice on Thursday. The Cowboys, I don't believe, have a practice on Friday. Are they? Yeah, they, have a, they don't have a practice today. They have a walkthrough on Saturday. Um, we'll see about Zach Martin, but how concerned are you about the Cowboys offensive line?
0: Well, I'm concerned if they're both out, you know, and, and and I don't really know how to read these particular tea leaves because it's complicated by the fact that Thursday was actually the Cowboys' last padded practice of the season. So maybe the thought process was that they didn't want to have these guys in padded practices either way. So it's kind of hard to get an idea of exactly, you know, outside of the statement that McCarthy made that, that Tyron is a little bit behind Zach, we, we don't really have any kind of indication on whether either of them. You know play so if both of them don't play then yeah i'd say that's that's it's pretty tough to kind of overcome especially against a team uh like the dolphins uh I, except for the fact that the dolphins are facing an even worse situation at offensive line for the cowboys first I, I you know i think if it's if it's having to play chuma adoga we've done that before we've done it with pretty good success uh i i'm not thrilled i would definitely prefer to have uh, yes. uh tyrant smith especially against chubbs and, and so i think you know that 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 certainly gives me some concern, but I I think you've you've seen some some positive play there from Chuma Doga, so that that gives you some some positive vibes.
1: I well, think for, for Z- the, go ahead? The things go ahead. is that I think Udoga is Doga is playing better than T.J. Bass is, but I also think Tyron has played better than what Zach Martin has this year. So if you're going to lose the two, I, I'm not sure how I if I had to pick one to play, I probably would pick Tyron. Um, but it's not a great situation either way.
0: No, no. I mean, certainly you prefer to have both of those guys yeah. in that game, absolutely. Uh, and and I don't disagree. I mean, I think Tyron's been fantastic so far this year. So, um, I, I think that you know, I think the Cowboys have ways to overcome, uh, one of these injuries, right? But I think when you stretch stretch it to two you're, you're covering up a lot of different stuff, even if it's they're on opposite sides and and all that. I I just think it's, it's a lot to ask to kind of overcome the loss of, of two of those guys. Right. On the other side, it's uh, for the dolphins. It it may be worse, you know, as bad as we, as we complain about it, uh,
1: give me a little update on what the dolphins line looks like,
0: you know, as, as of right now.
1: Yeah. So uh, actually I was listening to Mike McDaniels, Mike McDaniel's press conference before today. Um, and he said that Robert Hunt, their right guard, is out. So that means that Robert Jones is going to be playing at that side. And I believe the last time I checked, I'll, I'll, I'll double check really quickly, that Robert Jones was the lowest graded offensive lineman in the league coming into those <laughs> week.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: Robert Hunt's the Robert Hunt's the good one. Robert yeah. Jones is the not
0: great Bob, as it were. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so
1: Robert Jones this year he has a overall PFF grade of fifty five point seven thirty nine pass blocking. He's the lowest rated offensive guard in the league. Liam Eikenberg is their backup center. Connor Williams is out. Liam Eikenberg is rated as the 36th center in the NFL out of 37. He's also been limited the last three days of practice That's with right. a calf injury, not hundred percent. And then their left guard, Lester Cotton, uh, PFF mm-hmm. grade of 60.2, a uh, 50.2, excuse me, 60th guard in the NFL. Last one, Austin Jackson, their right tackle. He's been dealing with an oblique injury. He did not practice the last three three days, although he didn't practice a lot last week either, and he played. He seems like he's the one where the status is still up in the air a little bit. But let's also remind everyone that since Tua is a
0: left-handed quarterback, that's their blindside uh, tackle that we are talking about. So uh, even if he plays, he's dealing with an oblique injury, which is... You know, not fun when you're trying to now, push
1: around big bodies. So. I will mention that their backup, Kendall Lamb, who's played a lot this year because Teron yeah. Armstead has been out, has actually yeah. been a really good pass protector. Now, he's struggling in the run. He's actually a pretty below average run blocker. So you probably won't lose a lot as a pass protector if um, Jackson doesn't play, but you do lose a little bit as a run blocker.
0: So it's, you know, listen to all that, guys. I mean, there's a possibility that the Dolphins are playing with only one, maybe two starters uh, of, of their offensive line this week. So both of these teams are going to have a very uphill task
1: against what is our very good defensive lines for either one of these. Two teams. We already know for a fact that all three of their starting offensive linemen, at least going into the season, their interior offensive linemen are out. We already know that. Maybe have a chance to have four of the five out this week as well.
0: Yeah, it's, it's so it could be tough sledding kind of in protection. Uh, and, you know, in run game, I think it's all going to be kind of interesting to see exactly what the balance of all that is, like where where the deficiencies show up on the offensive line the strongest. Are they going to be able to pass protect better than they're going to be able to run block? Uh, that's something that's going to be an, an interesting note. And I I certainly think considering uh, uh, all the hand wringing and, and and the concern about run defense the, uh, the Cowboys had this week that it certainly bodes well for the Cowboys' ability to at least hopefully kind of you know break up the the, the, sure. the schemes at the line of scrimmage, maybe to at least get some better victories against some of this lesser talent, find ways to kind of get into the backfield and disrupt things.
1: Um, and it'll be interesting to see exactly how all that plays out, to be honest. One more thing on the Cowboys' offensive line. I, I'm just confused on what happened to Tyron because he played the whole game at left tackle, and then all of a sudden he's not practicing – where I mean, we know what happened with with Zach Martin. He got a knee to the thigh. Yeah, and those suck. Yeah. Like those yeah. take a while to get healthy. But the fact that we had Mike McCarthy this morning say that Zach Martin is ahead of Tyron just makes me wonder. Like, is it a is it like a structural issue? Is it a muscle thing? Is he having back spasms again? Like, I, <sighs> I, I, I'm just confused. It is a back. I mean, that's what they've said. So, you know,
0: g- g- you know, who knows if it's like a truly an injury or like you said, spasms or a situation where he felt abnormal tightness after coming out of the game that he wasn't used to. And they're just being abnormally precautious about it. You know, with backs, it's tough. And, and, and you know, they've done a really, really good job of kind of uh, uh, alleviating Tyron's issues by limiting his practice reps or being very, you know, uh, uh, yeah. strategic with how they're uh, practicing him. You know, my hope is, is that it's, it's a situation where he has some tightness that they're hoping that will kind of loosen up before Sunday uh, and that he's able to play. But yeah, I mean, they're not, they're not giving us a lot of information. Nope. It's Tyron it's a back. So it's, it's not, you know, it could be anything. It could be minor, it could be major, who knows? But the fact is, is that they're not calling it something that, you know, they plan on. He's not been ruled out. No. You know? So it's not like, you know, detrimental injury, but is it something that we need to worry about for the rest of the season? Is it something that he's going to hopefully miss a week and be okay? Is it something that's just going to go away in a day or two and he'll be fine to play the game? You know, we have no idea.
1: I just always remember the great quote from Eric Stoner. Nobody used to have a bad back. Like if you have a bad back injury, you're going to have it for the rest of your life. I've got a feeling, Zach, excuse me, that Tyron, this is something that he'll just always have to deal with for the rest of his uh, career. Uh, All right, I want to move on to Tyreek Hill and how the Cowboys can possibly try to slow him down. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did the game go to timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That is ordering in time. Two-minute warning. You got it. That is your cue to order in. Whenever the game clock stops, it's time to order in with DoorDash. There's absolutely no reason to root for your favorite team on an empty stomach. Order on DoorDash and save on all of your football watch party favorites. Order pizza, wings, sodas, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. I know my sister's coming into town tonight. We're going to watch some Christmas movies. I, We're going to plant our butts on the couch and mm-hmm. DoorDash and watch as many Christmas movies as possible. I can't wait. Right now, you can get 50% off up to a $10 value When you spend $15 or more on your first order, when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. Again, that is 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order, when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We wanted to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Landon, let's talk about Tyreek Hill. So he is going to play in this game. Mike McDaniel confirmed that on Friday. Now, we don't know how healthy he is, um, but it's Tyreek. I expect him to be incredibly fast regardless. How do you anticipate the Cowboys trying to slow him down? I, I, I don't think he'll be healthy. I mean, I think that that's, that's
0: clear. I mean, he had a, a pretty serious high, I mean, for what it looked like, high ankle sprain. He's and still going to be fast. Through it. I've got no he's doubt still, about it. No, 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 that. absolutely, absolutely. I, I, let me let me be clear. I, I don't know that it's going to have any effect on his straight line speed, period. And, and, and I, but I do think it will have an effect, and I think that's the what we need to focus on, right? I think it's going to make him a little bit less able to kind of be Uh, squirrely to to kind of get in and out of his breaks you know I think uh, the the yak element is where I think you should try to take advantage here normally with uh, uh, Tyreek what's so difficult about him is that you could send him deep he'll beat you he'll beat your guy at straight line speed if you even line up close to him or try to play him like that there's he'll beat you down the field and the Cowboys should not try to do that they should try to play shell coverage keep it all in front of him because I do think Normally what happens then is if everyone keeps shell coverage, they throw it to him short and he uses his speed and elusiveness to create big plays anyways, right? Because he's just that good. I think that there's going to be a certain amount of diminished returns with this injury on that aspect specifically. His ability to kind of uh, uh, weave around defenders, get in and out of his breaks quickly, uh, the stuff that is required to get open short versus what's required to get open deep, right? that's where, I mean, it's, it may not be a huge (laughs) downgrade, but it's enough that that's where the Cowboys should try to like focus. If they're going to make Tyreek Hill beat them, make him beat them by getting the ball short and then trying to uh, elude tackles and and, and break, break tackles that way. I also think that that's, you know, just the best way to probably play the dolphins, right. Is to kind of keep it all in front of them uh, Cowboys wise and, and, and just rally to make tackle. I think that's, how the Cowboys want to win uh, these kind of games, anyways. They, they're normally a very good tackling team <laughs> last week, notwithstanding. Uh, but I think that if, if you're gonna face Tyreek Hill, you know, and this Dolphins offense in, in general, they live and die by the big play. If you yeah. can prevent the big play, and that's obviously been easier said than done against the number one ranked offense in the league, if you can find a way to, to, to limit the big play and force Tua to kind of you know, nickel and dime down the field and just keep it all in front of you. It's more difficult for them to kind of consistently get first downs that way. This is the truth against all offenses, but especially this offense that is really, really just wants to get the big play is doing everything it can to generate big plays. The Cowboys can find a way to prevent that and make them march the length of the field. I think there's opportunities to get after Tua, make him get to his second read, make him hit him, force him. He doesn't do well under pressure. There are going to be opportunities that the Cowboys can just find a way to stop Tyreek from getting 40, 50-yard bombs down the field uh, and and make him catch it short and try to run through the Dallas defense.
1: Landon, the one thing that I think the Cowboys can do to really slow down Tyreek is just get a pass rush, right? Like Tua is not the type of quarterback that's going to get outside the pocket and extend plays that way and find Tyreek Hill. 30 to 40 yards on the field, if you can create a pass rush, especially up the middle, I mean, Tua's barely six foot. He does not have, I mean, he's not tall, right? So create a quick pass rush and then just make those throwing lanes tighter. Uh, You know, whether you're dropping back guys into zones to make him have to think about who's, you know, in those kind of areas. I just think that's the way to beat Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins in this game is create pressure with your front four and your front five.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's you know one of the big things to stopping Tua is is not only getting pressure under him because he's he doesn't do well under pressure. I mean that's really the big thing that separates Dak and Tua. Is Dak is a very good quarterback throwing the football under pressure. Tua is not, and and I think the key thing here is to force Tua off his first read, yeah. right? Get Tua to have to read the whole defense. Uh, he kind of t- tends to panic. He tends to kind of get his f- feet work sloppy. Um, and I think that that's going to be the way that you that you are going to you know kind of get him off his game a little bit. The other thing too about Tua is that he will fumble the ball. Like yeah. he he he's yeah. got a real issue. I think I, I, if I'm not mistaken, the Miami Dolphins have not had two games in a row where that offense has turned the ball over. Uh, what well, has not turned the ball over? Yeah. They've turned the ball over pretty consistently throughout the season. They didn't last week, so I think they're due again this week. Uh, but I think that yeah, the key thing is. Having a plan for Tyreek, you know, making to a, you know, hesitate to throw into his first read uh, and then, you know, collapsing the pocket around him. Again, like we said with the offensive line, it's all beat up. They may have to do some kind of interesting stuff, whether that's stunting folks, using the sim pressure stuff that I talked about earlier in the week, but they got to find a way to attack the middle of that yeah. pocket because I think that's where they're going to have. You know, it's two things. It's immediate success because of the matchups, and obviously, it's uh, a body in their face right yeah. away, which is uh, is going to be concerning for a guy who is you know kind of shorter, can't see over the line of scrimmage like
1: that. Now, I, I do want to give Tua some credit. I think he's pretty good at like moving around in the pocket to like yeah. create throwing lanes, but he, what he what he's not going to do is bail out of a pocket and then give himself like another window. Um, I actually think I actually think Brock Purdy is better at doing that than what yeah, he is but I think Tua is better at moving around the pocket so like edge pressure doesn't bother him. So that's the thing is if you can keep him contained in the pocket or if you can force him outside of the pocket, excuse me, that's when you could probably have a lot of success against the Steve uh, against I, I, the offense. I think it's really when his eyes don't know where to go, right? Because he, he is yes.
0: he is very good against the blitz, which is yes. which is interesting, right? Like so if you blitz him, he knows the answers, he knows where to go, he knows how to really exploit you and really really make it hurt. But if you rush, if you send 4 or 5 and you have coverage behind it, that's where I think he has yes. problems, right? Is when he knows the pressure is coming and he doesn't have an
1: option or he doesn't like right. his options that's where you're going to put him in an uncomfortable situation. 100% agree. Uh, I'm I'm fascinated to see first of all the strategy the Cowboys use to try to stop Tyreek Hill and I also want to see just the response. Like is the effort level better than it was last week? Is the tackling better? When Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle get into the open field, do they have players rallying to the football? I think we're going to learn a lot about what this what this defense can do this week just based on their effort level. Later, let's let's make some predictions for this Christmas Eve game between the Cowboys and the Dolphins. We will do that next. This episode is brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. All you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks is the most fun that I've had playing DFS because there's so many different players. It's still, so many different stats to choose from. It's absolutely fantastic. Plus, Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return for the second, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform in North America with an injury insurance policy. It's absolutely brilliant. Go to prizepickscom slash LockedOnNFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, Everydayers. On Monday, we're actually going to have a special show for you. Uh, That will not be our recap show. Our recap show will be aired on Tuesday. uh, the 26th. So make sure you tune in for that. But again, special, special show on Monday. You guys are going to love that. Landon, let's do our uh predictions for this one. Uh, I, I gotta believe that you think this is going to be a close game. Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like, look, the,
0: the, the kind of parallels between these two teams is, is really kind of shocking, right? It's in a lot of ways in a lot of ways it's felt like in previous seasons that the LA Chargers were the Dallas Cowboys of the AFC. Yeah, yeah. But but this year it really does feel like it's the Dolphins. And 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 uh, powerful offenses, defenses that uh, have really come around um and and just kind of a lot of the same stigma put around them, right? Both teams that haven't really proven that they can win against uh, uh, tough teams or or don't have at least great records, at least in the national media's uh, 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 tracking of this. Uh, against- and by the way, did you see the Cowboys
1: got another win against a winning record team yesterday? That's right.
0: Yes, that, that back end. I love when the back end plays like that, right? Suddenly you get another uh, uh,
1: uh, winning record team
0: uh, uh, added to your tally. It's great. Um and, and, and hey that helps with tiebreakers eventually I, yeah. I, I do think that i do think that this is a game for uh trend breaking right you know the, the, the one of these teams is going to have to win one of these teams is 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 uh is going to have to find a way to kind of break through and and, and, and go against the kind of narrative against these two teams uh, and i think for the cowboys to kind of break the spell and and break the trend that they have of, of 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 how struggling on the road against good teams. I think I'm gonna have to break a trend. And so I'm gonna try something a little different this week. I'm picking the Dolphins to win. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I and listen, I, I think this is a tough game for the Cowboys. Like again, just like Dolphins last week, this is an even more motivated team with an even more uh talented offense. Um I I, I think that the Cowboys probably have cleaned things up. Enough to to figure out a way to win this game, and if I think I think that if the offense can figure out a way to be efficient and score points early, they can certainly be in this game and get into a game script that will benefit them greatly. But I I just think it's it's a tough thing to do in Miami and 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 on the road against again a Miami team that you know needs every single one of these wins to get where they want to go in the playoffs. So. Uh, I'm going to pick the Dolphins to win, unfortunately, Mm.
1: 28-24. All right, so I've got two different thoughts on how this game could go. And I I want you to tell me which one you think is more likely. So, number one, and we talked about this earlier in the week, motivation does matter a lot in in these late-season games. And we talked about for the Cowboys, Dallas already has the number five seed clinched. They don't really need this game in order to win the NFC East. What they need to do is win two out of the last three, and they need the Eagles to lose one of their last three, regardless of who it is. So the yep. Cowboys could slip up this week, and the Eagles could lose to the Giants, and the Cowboys could be in a much better situation than they were going into the week. So that's always in my I, – I always try to factor that. Where Miami, Miami wins their final three. They're the number one seed. They win their final two. They are the AFC East champion. They win one of their last three. They're a wild card team. They lose all three games. They are out of the playoffs. It just means a lot more for Miami yeah i've also seen landon just kind of like looking back at history the road teams typically do very well on christmas eve and my working theory is that when you're home and you're playing like you're just trying to get the game done as fast as possible so you can go home and spend christmas eve with your family and your friends where when you're the road team like you know you're not going to be spending christmas yeah with your family, you you know that you're not going to be getting home until really late when the kids are in bed and we saw, I, I'm trying to think of the year, but when Jeff Garcia and the Eagles came in and destroyed the Cowboys on Christmas Eve, was, was that 2008, 2008? It had to be. Yeah. That yeah. sounds great. 2008. It's, I do think the road teams have an advantage when you play some of these holiday games. So I think it's going to be close. i gonna I'm going to lean with you. I'm going to take the dolphins, but I, I think this is going to be a very competitive game.
0: Yeah, I certainly think that. I mean, I think the line right now is Dolphins minus one or something like that. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I, and again, I think there's a lot of parallels between these two teams. I honestly think this is truly one of those games where it all depends on how the script lays out, right? Oh, yeah. How does the ball bounce in this game and uh, how, how do things react from there? So I, I think the Cowboys certainly have a chance that if they do, it'd be an enormous win. Uh, but I think you're right that if they lose, you know, they, they just need to win those last two of these last three. And, yeah, and they just the match up lose. so
1: much better against Detroit at home,
0: you know. Yeah. Especially with Hankins back and potentially Tyren's With But by the way, it just got announced right now. Tyron did not practice in the walkthrough today at, uh, on the Friday walkthrough. Zach Martin did. So it maybe Martin looks good. We'll see about Tyron. So uh, all
1: those things still apply. Yeah, plus Jimmy Johnson uh dr that's really ring up yeah. honor next week they, they're just not losing that game i'm no, just no telling way. you right now no way. so that's why the cowboys can lose this game as long as they get out healthy they might be in the same or better shape just depending on what happens with philadelphia yep. this weekend that is it for today's show we want to thank you for making Lot on cowboys your first listen every single day go check out our channel on youtube we post videos every single day over there go check out the podcast we are free and available on all platforms Uh, Go follow Layden on Twitter at McCoolBCBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the holidays. Have a great time with your families, and we will see you right back here on Tuesday.
2: Mm. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.